Hello, and welcome to On Mute Now Podcast Season 3. We are four ladies on a mission to raise the volume on the conversations that matter. To those of you joining us on the live stream, thank you. You can join in on the banter and lively discussions across our social media and other podcast platforms. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to Unmute Now. James, hit it. Unmute Now, raising the volume on the whispered conversations in our community. Unmute Now, raising the volume on the whispered conversations in our community. Unmute Now, raising the volume on whispered conversations within our community. Unmute Now. Wow. Thank you very much to Claire, Nikki, and Tanya for our taglines. And guys, feel free to keep yours coming in. Send us your taglines to unmutenow1 at gmail.com. For those of you who are new to, to Unmute Now, I am Raquel. And with me today, I have Yolande. Hi, everyone. And Natasha. Hi, guys. Big thank you to James being our tech man, you know, keeping us right and doing everything in the background. So you're very, very welcome. If you've never been here before, you're very welcome. And for those of you who are regulars, I see Nikki saying, yeah, <laughs> I think that's her cheering James on. Yeah, I think so. Um, so those of you who are regulars, you're very welcome to come on back. Today, we are going to be thinking about the topic uh navigating friendships so i want to start off by just giving the ladies an opportunity to give shout outs that match with this proverb it says good friend better than pocket money and i'm going to ask the ladies to think of a time when having a good friend is better than having money in your pocket. I'm going to start, I think, with Natasha this time. <laughs> well, I have quite a few friends suiting me up better than money in my pocket, but um, I'll just shout out one friend, and that's my friend Tara in New York. That's my best friend. Uh, we went to the same high school together and everything. Uh, this girl prays for me, supports me, encourages me, even things that I think that um, I can't get through or maybe I don't have belief in myself to do certain things. She's always there encouraging me. So big up yourself, Tara. Love you. Thanks for the support. Well done. Well done, Tara. And thanks, Natasha, for sharing. Yolan, what about you? Well, I have to kind of go off topic a little bit to comment about Raquel's fantastic African print background tonight. <laughs> um, I know James missed your cue to show your big proper Jamaican poster. 
Different, better than pocket money. So by now we all know this is the true Jamaican spirit. <laughs> Thanks, Raquel, Miss Jamaica. No so for me, <laughs> bless up Nikki, bless up Denise. Those are some friends I'm shouting out right now, the regulars. But I have to say, I have quite a few friends. I could count them on my hands. <laughs> and we shall say no more as to why that is so. <laughs> I could count them on one hand. And right now, I'm in a friend's house. That's how okay. much I, I trot the globe and I always bunking in somebody's house. <laughs> so my friend that I would like to shout out right now, who I think is better than pocket money, though this girl has always been there to lend me plenty of money, to encourage <laughs> me, like, Yelan, you need to save. Yelan, you need to be disciplined. Yelan, you need to be That's my yes. friend, Sesame. So I'm going to shout her out as a friend that I feel is better than money in my pocket if i don't have any money in my pocket i feel like i depend on her for some money too <laughs> very, good. Good. very good uh beg your coach or your friend yard no your land <laughs> yes nikki girl you're welcome <laughs> for those who didn't understand that jamaican it was saying Yelan, can you arrange for your friend to accommodate me with her great hospitality Thanks. <laughs> okay, so I have so many that I could pick. So, so many that I could pick of good friends that better than pocket money. For me, this time round, I suppose because this week was my um, second son's birthday and we got nostalgic and we were thinking about when he was born, I'm actually going to go to Annie, a friend. Actually, she's a friend of Nikki. One of my, you know, is, is, is a friend of a friend, right? So, so Annie, I rediscovered her when I was living in Bristol. And when the night that JJ was born, my husband had to be away on a course. And I was able to call her in the middle of the night and says, this is it. I need to get to the hospital. It's snowing outside. She says, don't you worry about that. I'm still coming. And she was the one who got me there. So big shout out to Annie and big shout out to Nikki because if it wasn't for Nikki, I wouldn't have had Annie. So big, big shout out. Good friend, better than pocket money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big up Nikki and Annie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, I'm sure there are other people in, you know, in the chat and elsewhere who have their own stories as well. You know, feel free to share that with us. We may or may not get a chance to read them all out, but certainly if you want to send those Denise, email, sorry. Denise Armstrong says, real friends let you sofa surf. That's true. Yes. That's, That's true. true. You know, that is you true. You never know when you might need a good sofa to clutch on for a night. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay, so another Jamaican proverb that I thought was um, quite apt for this conversation we're having today was the one that says, good friend, keep late hours. Which, of course, means good friends can cause you to lose track of time. So my second question today is this. Is it a good thing or a bad thing if good friend keep late hours? What do you think? about this i'm going to start with your land this time <laughs> well i i'd like to think it is both i know that 
I mean, perhaps in in some context, parents might be using it as an admonition or you know a warning that if you keep following this kind of company and you're out at late night, you're likely going to get into trouble. But personally, I see it as a good thing from my experience because look, sometimes you need friend to be there with you for the long haul into the late hours of the night. Sometimes it could be that time when you're crying on a shoulder. It could be that time in the late hours of the night when you just wanna talk to somebody and sleep might be busting the shot of your friend. And that friend might really want to go home, but they're sticking it there with you. To me, in that context, it's knowing that you have a diehard, a diehard brethren, a diehard friend that is going to be there. And they won't let you go home alone. They'll stay there with you. And, and I think it's a good thing from my experience. So I don't know. could be interpreted differently for some. What about you, Natasha? Um, for you, is it... Is it a case where sometimes friends are counterproductive, people get needy or they expect extreme loyalty? Some people get a bit smothering in their relationship? Um, I agree with you, Lan, that it can it can be a bit of both sometimes. And I think probably more when I was younger, um, maybe as an adolescent or maybe early 20s, and you think that, um, you know, you want to hang up with your friends, you want to have a good time, whether you're partying or maybe even younger when I was in high school, I should have been doing my homework or something, but I might have been out liming or doing something. So I can see how that would cause you to, you know, not be productive because they're wasting your time. But I think as you get older and mature, everybody understands, well, hopefully everybody understands that everybody has things to do and, you know, responsibilities and things like that. So your time, you find that your time is more manageable. You won't allow somebody to waste your time if you really have things to accomplish. However, I also agree with Yolan in terms of... um the friends that help you to keep late hours, the friends that are really there for you when you need them, regardless of what time of the day or night. And sometimes you might be feeling down and it's good that you can call on somebody one o'clock, two o'clock and say, hey, I'm not sleeping or this is what it is. Or people just to help you get things off your mind. You just talk to them and before you realize you're like, oh my goodness, we've been on WhatsApp chatting for like two hours. Where did the time go? You know? So sometimes it's good when the time passes when you're having fun. That is very true. That is very true. But yeah, Nikki's saying depends on the type of friends. It can be good even for the late hours, like Raquel and Annie, but it can also be destructive. And that's kind of where I was um going with the question about the counterproductivity. You know, there are some friends who are so needy and so and or some some friends who expect so such extreme loyalty they don't want you to talk to anybody else they don't want you to, oh. to visit anybody else that kind of thing what do you do with those kinds of friends so natasha I, mean, I, I have to stand on the defense being defensive about this one because i'm gonna be honest dude i expect proper loyalty from a friend because i give loyalty but mm -hmm. that does not preclude or prevent my friend from having other friends. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm jealous as a friend, but because there's a circle of friendship. I mm -hmm. might be within that circle or might be without with one particular friend, but I still expect loyalty. Friendship to me is deep, man, real deep. Maybe because I have had sisters of my age group. So I've always grown up very much attracted to girlfriend groups and relationships with girlfriends perhaps that's the reason why we have pivot a group that i <laughs> often refer to as a girlfriend group i have grown in my high school years which are most 
pertinent in some people's lives in terms of shaping you and shaping your character. In my high school years, I had a group of seven friends that we call ourselves the Triller Loader Girls. I remember Trilla talking Loader about girls. this in a previous <laughs> episode. And these are seven girls that we stuck pin and finger together and call ourselves blood sisters because we were determined to have each other's back, to cry when one cried, to laugh when one laughed. And it was loyalty. We cheated mm. together. We covered for each other together. I mean, that <laughs> might be destructive to some people, but it was loyalty for us back in the good old days. And so my chill load of girls, if you're listening tonight, girls, I still love y'all with all my heart. <laughs> I see something that Denise put up, but I'll come back to that. Natasha, will I hear you? Yes. Um, I totally agree with loyalty, but I also have, well, let me not say I have, I had, but there are friends who are like, who get jealous of other friendships, you know, and you have to say, I guess it's, well, I, I guess it could just be, sometimes you relate to one friend more with certain things and you relate to another friend with other things. It doesn't mean that you love any of them any less, but you do have different personalities you have to deal with. So, and like Yolanda, I also have a group of friends from high school that we're still friends with to this day. I won't say what we called ourselves <laughs> because everybody's now grown. But yes, we're still friends. We still have our WhatsApp chat where we check in with each other like once a month and things like that. So it's great to see that, you know, um, these friendships have survived. They've matured over the years. And, you know, hopefully some of us are not still so needy because you know life is busy and stuff like that but we we understand each other we've grown together and um it's good that we can still call ourselves friends at this at this age see denise is putting forward the thought that is it a real friend is it a true friend if the person is being um you know so extreme and you know wanting extreme loyalty etc and she denise made another little comment there let me see if I can find it again. A real friend knows you can send when it's time to go home. <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. Um, I've never run my friends out of my house yet, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a I would just say, oh, I'm going to sleep now. If you want to stay and sleep on the couch, you want to say that's fine, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is some of that in there. That is some. Of, there is some of that in there. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I find that I have to teach my friends how to be with me. Like if 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 there is somebody who is being particularly needy, I have to explain or show them some which way that you know this can't work for me because of whatever reason. And you know, just help them to to understand. Sometimes, basically, that's all it is, really, that they haven't understood where you're at at that particular time, why they're being needy. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's one thing you can do about it. I was going to say, Nikki says in the chat, there's needy, and then there's needy clingy. So she's yeah. making a differentiation, and I agree with you, Nikki. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it comes to lessons in friendships, again, it goes back to friends knowing each other. I don't feel like I would really need to teach anybody anything unless the friendship is very new. And, you know, it's at that point that certain things will kind of get, um, you know, worked out. For me, my friends know me very well that I get certain warnings before I appear at their house. For example, 
at Sesame's house, I get a warning, like, do not come here and be picking stuff off the floor, looking to see what's untidy, trying to clean, <laughs> because she knows That's me. me. I, get, I get that warning, and I go, girl, I study in your, in your house. If mine clean, that's your problem. But then I end up, when I get to her house, the first thing I start doing is cleaning. And <laughs> not that my friend is untidy, dirty, but I am obsessed, and she goes, Clean it, clean, go, clean, honey, clean. <laughs> and we're both happy because I feel I'm making her happy. I feel like I can do things that I know I have the time to do that make my friends happy. And I like to make her happy. But I like I like part of what the, the comment you made earlier was about um depends on the level of the the friendship and the, the ease newness of, of it. Or, the newness yeah. of it. And when I was tweeting about this earlier on in the week. Yes, I apologize to all the people who read it and saw the mistake that I wrote fiend instead of friend. I did not mean fiend. I meant friend. <laughs> okay. But when I was talking about it earlier on in the week, I was saying, you know, do you have levels of friends and levels of friendships? And, you know, how, how do you navigate between those different levels of friendships? Because friendships don't just happen overnight. You know, they, they take time to develop. It takes time for somebody to know you that well that they know that the salt is on the broom, as Denise said, behind the door. <laughs> and, you know, they know that you are going to be the one who's going to walk in and pick up the broom straight away and not to take it personally. So, yeah, just, just to... to, to um, to, to recognize that fact, which kind of leads us in nicely into my next question, which is, tell us about a time when you had to tread carefully in a friendship because of different cultural values. Now, you will notice that Angela isn't here. And I didn't say at the start that she wasn't. That's because she's actually going to be here. We're going to get Angela's video when she answers this question for us. Tell us about a time when you had to tread carefully in a friendship because of different cultural values. Time when um, maybe I've had some differences um, with, you know, with, with a friend around cultural issues. Um, I think really around the issue of parenting, parenting styles which may have, you know, a difference may have been influenced maybe by culture, maybe more by upbringing. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, in my culture, the issue of respect and honor, um, generosity, hospitality, all of those things are, you know, quite important. Um, and, you know, respect the elders, respect for your parents. And I think, um, you know, a situation where a friend would have been a lot more relaxed, you know, you know calling your parents by name, that's a you know, um, as far as I you know, conscious concern. So where a friend was trying to suggest that maybe I was, you know, should lighten up a little bit, be a bit more, um, and I felt that, you know, no, actually, um, you know, I, I have a good friendship relationship with my children, um, but those values are important. Um, and so I want to instill them in my children and, and, and a suggestion that um, perhaps I should um, uh, loosen up to what they felt was, you know, was a relaxed with parenting. That could have caused a little bit of friction and I just had to explain that, you know, your children, raise them whichever way you want and I will raise mine whichever way I want to. Let it be that way. Thank you very much to Angela for sending us her thoughts on that. Natasha, I'm going to come to you next to ask you about a time when you had to tread carefully in a friendship of different cultural values 
or if you want to put it slightly different to tell us to, to think of a friend from a different culture and about times when you've seen things differently but you've not seen eye to eye and how did you handle it can i just interrupt quickly to say i noticed yeah. nikki is saying in the chat that we're not being picked up on youtube so for anybody tonight um that might listen to this later on on youtube we apologize if there's something wrong with um youtube live tonight but sure you can catch the after show absolutely thanks, we'll Ilan. make sure that it's recorded and sent thanks Ilan. i haven't had any real um issues culturally with with friends from different cultures i mean i've lived obviously i'm from Antigua, and i've lived um also in the u.s for a, a few years and in canada for a few years and now i'm here and i never really had any issue with any other culture other than it wasn't really an issue in terms of i felt like the, the friendship was threatened and it was more of an acquaintance it was um some co-workers well uh, as friends with one more than the others but a bunch of us and we used to go out on a friday evening after work this is when i first came here and things like that and I don't know. I'm not. The Caribbean has a fun culture and, and and a party culture and a drinking culture, yes. But I think it's a different culture. It's on different levels from what it is here in Northern Ireland. And so, back home, it's kind of frowned upon when young ladies are inebriated. You know what I'm saying? To the point of not being able to enjoy themselves. So I never partied like that. And I kind of got the impression that that was the point of partying here at least with those girls you know the point was to get inebriated and so after going out a couple of times that was it for me because i i don't know maybe i was sticking out like the sore thumb or the wet sponge and the whole thing because everybody was you know well into their things and enjoying themselves and i was just looking around like where's the reggae music or something because i need something else to excite me other than just drinking because it just really wasn't my thing after a glass or so i was good i just couldn't go all night with that so they wondered why I stopped hanging out, and I had to be like, I just can't keep up. So that was basically it. <laughs> that was basically it. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That 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 is a distinct cultural difference between the Caribbean and here. Absolutely. I see Joseph has a comment, and I want to come back to that later. But first, I'm going to go to Yolland and ask you the same question. You know, tell us about a time when you have had to tread carefully in a friendship because of cultural values i think sometimes when we look at ourselves as a, a people of color we often tend to perhaps um automatically think when we're thinking of cultural differences we're perhaps thinking of maybe the other side like the white population but very often my encounters with cultural differences have been within the community of color for example i think the jamaican culture is very distinct to perhaps the culture of St. Vincent or maybe Antigua. And so for me, I have actually had cultural clashes within that context of us as black people. I even have had cultural clashes um, with people maybe from the African side because in my mind, particularly African men seem to think that a woman has to honor them in some particular ways that is not in my book as a Caribbean woman. So I ain't gonna be calling you sir, and I ain't gonna be apologizing if I feel that I have not done anything, but simply because I'm a woman, and I feel I've had that type of cultural clash in conversations or in certain circles with 
men from the African culture. Um, I have also had clashes in Jamaican culture in my time in at the University of the West Indies. I absolutely loved being in Jamaica, but there were some very distinct differences in my perhaps upbringing as a Vincentian as opposed to Jamaicans. And that would have led to a lot of what we call basa pasta <laughs> on the Mona campus. And I was standing my ground. So for example, things like um, I was very, very keen in my in my um, way that I would have maintained my room on camp or the kind of things that I would have wanted to see as food. Food was a big issue on the Mona campus. And there were lots of arguments. I want to explain how some of them escalated unnecessarily, but there were lots of arguments around things that we should eat when we had um, planning for like cultural events. Mm -hmm. and what should have been displayed on the cultural table because particularly at that time I was what was called a cultural entertainment person um for for my hall and there were many clashes in that in that context so yeah okay that's that's interesting one of the ones that I would mention is um and I'll try and be brief with it is the whole difference of opinion and approach or attitude towards education um, I find that um, Caribbean families tend to be very serious about education. You know, don't come home and tell your mother stories about the teacher. Uh-uh, it will not wash. You know, the teacher is right, so you just buck up and try and sort yourself out. Whereas, um, you know, I had friends who were discussing the teachers in front of my children, and I was very uncomfortable with that. And... Also, you know, my attitude and approach to homework was as soon as you get in through the door, the first thing you do is you do the homework, get it out of the way. And, um, you know, my friend would invite us around to their house. Homework, nah, that can wait. And I'm like, no, do the homework first and then you can go and play and play as long as you like after that. So, yeah, those were little delicate areas to kind of tiptoe around. In, you know, in, in some instances. But I want to go back to Joseph's comment here where he says, you can't be a friend if one party is always giving and other the other person is always taking. What do you make of this unbalanced association? Oh, I think I'm going to go to Natasha first with this. <laughs> um, no, I don't like those kind of friendships. And you would find me just disappearing like when you're rubbing something off of a piece of paper no i'm a very giving person and you don't have to give how i give but i think any most relationships or any relationship there should be some level of reciprocity even if it's just support or encouragement or however you show your care for that friend or love or support for that friend you can always be or they can always be the person giving and you never give anything in return and vice versa that's unbalanced and that comes off as if somebody's using somebody um, and that's never a good thing. So no, I don't like unbalanced friendships like that. You'll quickly find yourself on the acquaintance list. <laughs> good one, good one. Um, Yolanda, I'm gonna ask you, but first I'm gonna say um, Denise's comment because it links to what we we're saying before. Tapping into my experience, Yolanda and Raquel, similar experience for me with African-American women. For example, I spoke standard English 
at least no Ebonics and did not join the fashion competition, etc. So yes, you know, th there can be tensions just because you come at life from a different perspective and, you know, you, you have different expectations. Um, J Joseph is saying you tend to tread carefully when there are conversations around complex issues that may engender yes and there there's many around gender these days yes okay yeah so good ones there um yolan do you want to jump back in on that question i mean i might sound a bit i don't know um unfair um perhaps very much unbalanced myself i do feel that in terms of the giving and taking it has to do with what what each party can give and if I believe that I, I am in a position to give more, I am happy to do so. I don't necessarily meet, feel that that is to be interpreted as the person taking more than they should take. I'm just in a position to give more. I feel like that kind of give and take and the balance often, and this is a key thing tonight I think we didn't talk about, often happens when you have family members. And to me, some of my family members are my closest friends. And that's the kind of thing to navigate between, you know, the friendship, if, if there's any differentiation. Some of my cousins are my best friends. And there's really no differentiation sometimes between family and friends and the giving and the taking. And I feel like if my cousin has a lot more, I'm I'm not entitled, but I, she, she gives more because she has more to give. And I know that we've always been thinking in terms of blood thicker than water when it comes to friends and family but I don't see any differentiation between family and friendship my friends and my family and my family and my friends and I know it's a tricky thing perhaps for some people but I'm the giving and taking I'm not so sure I want to make a division there I don't know well I would join you Yolande in saying that my best friends are my sisters no questions asked my best friends in life are my sisters I've got three sisters and they are precious to me you know if I was to, to talk about um, good friend better than pocket money, good friend keep late hours, any of those things, they certainly apply to my sisters. Um, and with us, we have gone past the reciprocity side of things. It's a case of we lean into each other and listening to each other's needs and we respond to those things. So yeah, you know, um, I found people here in Northern Ireland says it all comes out in the wash. And I suppose there is some of that as well, that, you know, over time, it will all even out. So I'm not as as hung up about um, the reciprocity. But I suppose at the early stages of friendship, that might be important, where, where you're just developing that level of friendship and beginning to know whether this person is actually always going to take or if they're prepared to give as well. Um, Denise is saying tit for tat is not the model for friendship, like Jesus said about the widow who's might was more than a bag of money put in by the proud wealthy people yeah so some very good points there now we're coming to the end of our time so i just want to uh, round off with the the comment that um yelan made earlier about blood being thicker than water and when we were talking about this together natasa found out the origins of that um phrase natasa hit it <laughs> I hope I remember, but basically it was an old English um, saying that friendships forged on the battlefield were often stronger than relationship ties and family ties. Um, so I guess I went back to the times of, you know, the different wars and things that were fought, that were fought and the blood spilling, you know, when you have, when you have, when your very life 
depends on how much this person is watching your back. You can imagine this sort of love and companionship and friendship that's forged over that, as opposed to sometimes, unfortunately, people have family members that care for them less than a, than a, a stranger or a friend actually will do. So we've been using it to say that blood, AKA family is thicker than water, but originally it's people who've shared traumatic experiences and have quote unquote shed blood together, have a bond that is stronger sometimes than familial ties. I absolutely love that. I love that for a number of reasons for people who probably know my certain connections with, with you know, certain types of, um, um, you know, relationships and, and, and battlefield and things. I absolutely love that. I feel it applies to me because, as I said, for me, a lot of my friends are closer to me than family members. And that's not to say that I don't, and that's why I stressed the point before that my family members, my cousin in America, Shanti, my darling, is my, one of my best friends. So it really does apply across the board. I can I, I, I can apply it in both ways, but I love the origin of that. I'm glad, Natasha, that that has been revealed yeah. as to mm. what it really means. Yeah. But I suppose at the base of it, it still comes down to the fact that, um, you know, relationships forged through the fire usually last. Those are the ones that last. Whether those are are, are, are through bloodlines or whether they're through um, um, depth of relationship and things that you've shared together, you know, those are the ones that will last. Unfortunately, we are out of time. So even though we still have more comments uh, coming in from Nikki and from Denise and Joe, we just have to say thank you very much for engaging with us. And thank you to everyone who's listening. And I'm just going to hand over to the ladies to say goodbye. And then James will give you our outro. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye from me. Bye. Bye Thanks for watching. Keep on raising the volume on the whispered conversations in your communities. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our On Mute Now podcast. If you would like to be in on our conversations live, follow us on our social media platforms during our live broadcasts. We are at On Mute Now 1 on Twitter and at On Mute Now on Facebook instagram spotify and on your favorite podcast platforms like follow and rate us on apple Podcasts, and leave us a voice message on anchor like subscribe and comment on our youtube channel if you want to raise the volume on something or contact us email on mute now one at gmail.com on mute now <laughs>